Dracula. Oh, it's really good to see you. I don't know what happened to the driver and my luggage and... Well, and with all this, I, I thought I was in the wrong place. I bid you welcome. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Pod and Gore, your one-stop shop for just about everything that is horror. And we are your hosts. My name is Justin. My name is Brandon. And welcome, everybody, to a bonus episode. Yeah. It's, been, it's been two months, but here we are. It's yeah. just, things are slowing down. Feels real nice. Yeah. Um, we're going to obviously commit to the two movies a month as, as best we can, and we've mm-hmm. kind of slacked on the uh, topics, so we kind of transitioned them more into actual like bonus episodes Yeah, <laughs> so that they can happen uh, when they happen. Mm-hmm. But well, spooky, this was just kind of, spooky month is next month, and we have some true. exciting plans for that. Uh, I can't wait. I can't so. wait, actually. I know, because, um, well, one, we kind of planned this last night. Like, it was yeah. like, hey, um, in your, you wanna? In sure. your, yeah, in your you wanna? Sure. sweet, slighted way of uh, <laughs> being like, hey, let's go ahead and use this and just do it. Yeah. It works. It uh, works. You said you're giving me shit, like, 10 seconds ago but you said hmm. last episode that you've been kind of obsessed with vampire i movies. never used the word obsessed you i did. feel like uh, we can go to the tapes literally that's why we don't trust and our feelings i know i don't because i, don't I said I'm on, i've been on a vampire kick maybe that's the thing that you said maybe vampires. you're the one using the heavy-handed terms like obsessions well maybe i'm obsessed with being with you And I just wanted any excuse I could. So this uh, episode, we are deep diving, talking the things that we love, hate, and are indifferent to towards vampires and vampire horror. Uh, Like Brandon said, we kind of threw this together last night. So it's just going to be kind of an open form uh, discuss. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at vampire movies, and I was like, I don't remember the first vampire thing I saw. Because the first thing that I found was Blade. That I hmm. know that I had watched, and that was '98, which okay. means I would have been about, you know, ten years, ten, eleven years old. But it's like, I feel like there had to have been something else, but I couldn't find any cartoons, any any things that I would have watched uh, when I was a kid. Right. But I've always known vampires. Like it's it's the nice thing about the Universal monsters is that they're like the. Uh, archetypes of monsters even if you've never seen it's like we've talked about with uh friday the 13th even if you've never seen it you know Mm -hmm. even if you've never seen the universal monster movies which i hadn't until like three four years ago if not less i knew Mm -hmm. frankenstein i knew the mummy i knew dracula and i.e vampires right so, like, it's always, I've always known about them, but I never really had a close relationship to them until my teen years when they were everywhere. Yeah. And even then, like, I, they're not my favorite thing. Right. Well, it's not my favorite thing either. I guess in the, in the, if you were to pick, it's probably the most popular when it comes to Universal mm-hmm. Monsters. Um, but, like,. I guess in, in, when it comes to monsters, it'd probably be my uh, my favorite, but it's not my favorite type of horror movie, I guess, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm scrolling through a list right now of um, the IGN's top 25 horror movies, and I've seen most of these, um, but surprisingly enough, the, uh, the top three, I've, only, I've seen two. There's a movie called Thirst from 2009. It's, um, I believe, Korean. Never had never heard of it, but it's pretty high on the list to, you know, no recognition. I actually watched Nosferatu, I think, last year. Nice. That's one I still want to watch. And Salem's Lot. I really want to watch that, too. I need, yeah, I need to watch that one also. Um, so to kind of curtail off of what Justin was talking about with my obsession for, and I put that in quotes, yeah, my I obsession saw. with horror movies. I think in the, um, I watched what was it? I watched uh, Blood Red Sky on Netflix. I watched mm-hmm. that one a couple weeks ago. It was all right. The German um, German vampire movie. Um, 
I did watch The Horror of Dracula on uh, HBO Max, which I guess, looking a little into that more, is, uh, I believe, the first of ten that Christopher Lee starred in as, as Dracula. Nice. Yeah, I, I still want to watch one of the Hammers. I haven't watched any Hammer horrors yet, and that's well, maybe well, soon. We'll maybe find soon. out at the end of the episode what your next maybe. pick is. Maybe. Yeah. Could be. But um, my introduction to vampire movies, I would probably have to say, obviously, me being what four years older than you. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time Blade came out in '96, I was '98. 98 i was um i was already 15 um i and well before that um i had seen you know like fright night and buffy the vampire slayer and um lost boys Mm -hmm. which is no secret that is my uh, favorite vampire movie of all time but then you know when you it kind of uh you had a kind of a decent run in the in the 2000s you know blade 2 Came out in 2002, which was decent. Um, uh, 30 Days of Night is another one that um, I was going to watch recently. I haven't got to yet. Um, I've seen it, but I was going to rewatch it. Um, looks like 90s was pretty big for, for uh, vampire movies. Well, yeah, and I just sent you my list. Uh, it, it, there was oh, a did big... you rank them? No, I just put them in release order of the ones that I had seen or thought that we should kind of touch on a little bit okay and yeah i mean there was just a huge boom in the 90s with you know the gary oldman keanu reeves dracula uh mm-hmm. interview with a vampire from dust till dawn blade and then it showed up again in the early 2000s with like van helsing third days night i am legend uh twilight i mean say what you will about it well that's the thing and i, I put it on, i've never seen twilight that's not a, uh, oh my god, I would never watch that. It's just, it's not a thing that I know I would like, so I never watched it. So, but it's important to the genre. Right. It did It did do quite a bit for that, and that's the thing, because, like, I had seen The Twilights. My um, my ex was, a like, a big fan. She, like, read the books, and mm-hmm. so, you know, saw, obviously saw the movies. Um, but when... Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, another uh, so lost my train of thought here. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that, but um, okay. you're talking about Twilights. Yeah. I oh, what was it? So similar to we had talked about uh, for upcoming movies, The Invitation had just come out, right? Mm-hmm. And I had been I wanted to see it, and then I was starting to read some some reviews on there, and they're like, you know, it's kind of like this Cinderella esque take mixed with um, obviously vampires. But sure. like I, the more I was like the 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 uh, the trailer made it look really good, and of course horror movies never get the best critiques. Sure, you know, even the best ones, unless they're like get out or the ones that kind of break through it's like it's fine but yeah. the critics hate it well and the thing was is because we're still both waiting for nope to go on sale on voodoo but mm-hmm. um as of last night because they added uh the invitation to yeah i saw that and i was like huh okay and then i saw i was like okay i can rent it 20 bucks now nah, i'm not gonna mm-hmm. rent nope for 20 bucks i'm not gonna rent this for 20 bucks yeah. and then i was like oh i can buy it it's like 27 bucks and i'm like is this a 27 dollar movie Right. And like if I didn't already own Bram Stoker's Dracula Stoker's Dracula, maybe I would buy both for thirty. Yeah. That's that not would a terrible be, But deal. I mean I already own it. Yeah. So I'm like I'm basically spending twenty seven dollars on a movie that I might watch once, yeah. maybe twice. And if we cover it for an episode, maybe uh, two or three times. Who knows? Yeah. But I'm like I was kinda bummed because I'm like, there's something about that movie that interests me. I don't know if it's like the you know, with vampires, you know, secret society kind of shit, like in mm-hmm. like normal real life, that stuff fascinates me. But the, you know, the skull and bones of it all, the way they make it look so um, Illuminati-esque, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's just, mm-hmm. you know, fancy gowns and rituals and stuff like that. Like stuff like that fascinates me already. And so like seeing all that stuff in the trailer, I'm like, man, you know, that looks really good. And then... 
reading reviews where they're like, yeah, like just a bunch of complaints about, and I don't think it was anything like far fetched, like just bitching for the sake of bitching, but talking about different um, things. You're like, oh, you know, the best part of the movies, though, you know, shown in the trailers or mm-hmm. cheap jump scares. I'm just like, God, this is whittling me down to waiting until it's six dollars. <laughs> or free on streaming somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm sure it won't be for too long. Well, any conversation about vampires, even though we've already been conversing for a while, has to start with the original vampire, which is Dracula. Is it, though? Because uh, Nosferatu predates oh. it by nine years. <sighs> okay, then let's talk about Nosferatu, because I haven't watched it. <laughs> So I didn't think about it. Oh, God, the the fucking look on that face. See, this is the thing, and this is when I texted you about this last night. I'm like, I'm so down to talk about this. Hmm. But, like, I get nervous talking about stuff like this because, you know, horror can be very gatekeeping. And so when you have a couple schmucks like us who've, you know, seen what we've seen or haven't seen, Mm -hmm. like, it's kind of like talking about history of horror when <laughs> we're very yeah. limited in our knowledge and well that's so, the thing i mean and that's if we are kind of trying to do a history of horror but just uh, our kind of relation to it right uh yeah i mean i didn't think about nosferatu because i hadn't seen it and so just kind of you know blanked for me but i will say that in my defense of dracula it set the standard for what vampires became that's fair i mean and like, i like i said i did watch nosferatu like last year, um, it was back when before my room, like I had the table and all that kind of stuff in here. And um, I was actually watching it on the computer while sitting at the table. And I think we, a buddy of mine, were, you know, having a couple of beers and maybe playing a board game or something like that. And I was watching in the background because you don't, there's nothing to listen to. Yeah, you just you know, have- silent, yeah. but you got to read it. And so yeah. I'm like, this is nerd. <laughs> nerd. Is- <laughs> Let's make fun of me because I wear glasses now, Justin. Yeah, I've had them since the first grade. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yes, it does. Well, I mean, Nosferatu, I think that one, that I think I would really like, and it's why I want to watch it in Salem's Lap, because I feel like I would respond more to the monstrous vampire, the one that's so creepy and the bald and the pointy ears and the sharp teeth, not mm-hmm. just the two fangs, but like, you know, like a... Like a, like a vampire monster. Yeah, which like, I think which is that would what be they really did. cool. Yeah, and I agree with you. And that's one of the things I liked about Blood Red Sky. And, you know, they looked a lot more like that, like especially the lady, you know, bald head, pointy ears, crazy mm-hmm. fangs. And they were very animalistic in nature, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's like what thing. Guillermo did in Blade 2. Yeah. I love yeah. those vampires. Like, they're so cool and the mouths that open up all crazy-like and shit, mm-hmm. like... Those yeah. are the kind of vampire... Like, I didn't just like Blade because it was a comic book movie. Obviously, that helped. Sure. Uh, check out We Are Marvel. We'll be talking about it here shortly, I hope. Um, but it, it they're more creepy. You know, I love what Bella did with Dracula, who doesn't. And he did such a great job. So with, elegant. Pe- you know what yeah. I mean? Just- yeah. I mean, he's so seductive. He's, he's so just disturbing that people thought that his actual accent was just the way that Dracula should talk and so for decades people mm-hmm. talked like Bella even though he wasn't trying to do anything he was just talking just, yeah he was just talking yeah it, like that is um, you know you've done something when um, but you know at the same time that's also is that I mean we say that that transcends the role right like he mm-hmm. set kind of this standard and I guess you could say that that's done. Like the first thing that made me think of when you said it like that, I was thinking of like what they did with the Amazonians and, and, and Wonder Woman. They all made them sound mm-hmm. like you know Gal just to, you know, yeah, obviously. Make but it like, fit. yeah. But that's the first thing I thought. Not to uh, circle back around to comic book movies, but nerd. Um, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I love watching the the old black and whites, especially Maybe around too. this time of year. Um, I, think, I know that. I mean, Dracula is a little long—not long, but it's slow. It's like Frankenstein to me is super captivating. Mm-hmm. You know, I just get sucked in, and it's just bang, bang, bang. Even though it's technically not, Dracula is a little bit slower. But for me, like Renfield, and I can't think of the actor's name, but his performance is so amazing. Being seduced by Dracula and just his crazy eyes and his Joker-esque grin, eating flies mm-hmm. and like. 
that's what makes the movie for me. I can't. I actually cannot wait to see Renfield whenever that gets done and comes out. I know I can because <laughs> it's going to be dumb. <laughs> you don't know that. We I, don't know it that. Just seems so. Is weird. it just because it's Nic- It's not because it's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's because it's a comedy. Like Nicolas Cage uh, is great when he wants to be, and I think isn't it? We Nicholas Holt as Renfield. I think so. Yeah. And I like him. I mean, I've only seen him as Beast, but I liked him. I he just, was all right in that zombie movie. I, think. I fear it? that it's warm gonna bodies? be yeah, warm bodies. I'm, I fear that it's gonna be dopey and dumb. And with something like this, you know, we had that Dracula Netflix show, mm-hmm. which I forgot to put which on here. Started out real well. Yeah, I mean, I, we bring it up all the time. At least I do. Those first two episodes were perfect. Mm-hmm. We're and doing a modernized just, take. It's not. It wasn't yeah. that bad. Like that gets. Once you get past. You know that initial story, and then you try to you know modernize anything. It it really does, you know, kind of a leap of faith. It's like okay, yeah. you know, is this gonna we're we gonna stick the landing? Probably not. Yeah, not so much. For me, it was <laughs> no. just so jarring, and I was so engrossed in the first two, uh-huh. that, and it was like, oh, this is so perfect. Like they're just retelling the classic story, doing it in a modern way, right. just with you know modern film techniques and storytelling techniques. And then they brought it into the future and gave him a tablet and put him in a classic villain glass prison. And it's just like, okay, well, okay. Like, I didn't care. The ending was fine. But it was so jarring that I went, well, no. Right. So, um, looking at your list, um, it's, you know, pretty, like, most of those that are on there are, you know, on the top 25 list. There's a mm-hmm. few that I'd never heard of. Um, so, talking about our personal relationships, like I said, The Lost Boys, for me, was probably the one that sticks out the most. And mm-hmm. um, What well, was our second episode? It, it was go our second episode. Now. Yeah. It, uh, go back and listen. I... But see, like, that movie, you know, big part of my life, like, the first CD I ever bought was the soundtrack to that, and I'm sure I've mentioned that several times before also, but just, like, you know, it's a big part of that. You know, Blade's the same thing. Blade, I loved that movie when it came out in, you know, 98. Um, I didn't know it was a comic book until later. Like, I, you know, I, I like comic books fine, but I... I didn't know that that's what that was. And I'm like, well, okay, I, think, I think that's why it was such a good kind of sleeper hit. I mean, Blade as a character is so just out of left field in the Marvel book. I know mean, he's a big deal now because of these movies. Mm-hmm. And obviously he's coming back, which would be really cool. But, you know, if you didn't know he was a comic book ahead of time and Marvel wasn't really a big name in 98, like... You know, it's in the credits, but you just go, okay, there's a studio that helped make it. That's interesting. Yeah, but it's sure. such a cool idea mm-hmm. in this underground world of vampires and the the blood rave and, you know, Wesley Snipes looking all badass with his armaments and his cool <laughs> sword and mm-hmm. Matrix leather. Like, it just, it made it, it cool. Fit. It fit, especially for 1998. Yeah. Um, it was Matrix with vampires, which was awesome. And Matrix just, yeah. also has vampires, but then you never see them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, like, uh, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula in 92, I mean, that kind of is usually the top of the list. Like, when you talk about vampire movies, it's not my favorite, but it is definitely I've, a definitive... I've actually never seen the whole thing. I started really? it, I It feels like it. it's long. Yeah. I got about halfway through, and I was like, I have stuff to do. I gotta... Yeah, I it's a slog. And I just never got back to it. But, I mean, Gary Oldman, that opening it's, scene, you know, the opening scenes where they show his, like, true form mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's so good. Um, other ones, especially, I mean... I could point blindly at any of these on the list and I, I would be happy to cover them like in detail. Yeah. Like I can't wait to do, um, you know, horror of Dracula. Um, we still got to talk about 31's Dracula. We haven't done that yet. Um, interview with the vampires classic from dust till dawn. I really enjoy that movie. Um, yeah. Interview with the vampire was one of my, I think one of my first, introductions because i am a tom cruise fan i don't get into politics like i just like him as an actor and well yeah i mean yeah that's the thing about entertainment is you you 
need to be able to separate the two. Hmm. And that goes on, you know, the the audience side as well <laughs> as yeah. sure using your platform, you know, for betterment. But and that doesn't always happen. <laughs> and Brad Pitt was so amazing, and a young Kirsten Dunst was incredible, and mm-hmm. Antonio Banderas, who you kind of forget is in the movie. Yeah, like it's... well, that was the thing too, because Brad Pitt, yeah, he like uh, Brad Pitt sneaky is like one of those sneaky actors that's like up there on my list of um, favorite actors to watch because oh, even yeah. though in the '90s he was more known as a face than his acting ability, like he's a really good actor. Yeah, like real like. In my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a huge Tarantino fan. And if you've watched Glorious <laughs> Bastards or even uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like, he's amazing. Yeah. Like, I agree with you. Inglorious um, Bastards might be his best performance ever. Like, it is just it's incredible. Good. It's good. Um, so, um, like I said, 30 Days a Night is another one that was late 2000s. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love it when vampire when they're like what you said maybe not so much the monster form but even this one you know they kind of get like the the black eyes um they have more fangy mouths yeah i don't know how i feel about the the, like it was the same thing with supernatural when they did vampires and the way that all the teeth came down over the top of their regular teeth I'm more. I think I'm more of a traditionalist when it comes to vampire teeth, and I don't. I don't even know if I can say that because, like we said, Nosferatu, the fangs were the you know the front two, you know, kind of the buck tooths of it. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm more of the, you know just the traditional Dracula style. Give me two fangs. I don't need a, a mouth, you know, open up looking like jaws or anything. Yeah. That were just crazy fangs. But, well, I think it just goes to how you want to see your vampires. Because, like I said, with Bella and that kind of the two fang, it's a more elegant vampire. It's a mm-hmm. more, you know, interview with the vampire. They're more just put together, normal looking people that can entice you, seduce you in, and bite you. Whereas the monster vampires, the Osferatus, the Blade Twos, like, they're frightening, and you're going to be frightened, and you're going to shy away from them you know from 100 meters away you're gonna see them and go oh, and go the other way right i like that version because it's scarier and more but i also like the more elegant one because it's creepier mm-hmm. it's the i can lure you in like the the bella gaze it's kind of campy but when he's just staring into the camera it's f- disturbing like, that'd have been a trip to watch in the 30s man yeah like, even just watching it, you know, a couple of years ago for the first time, it was like, I get why this landed. Right. Um, so, but, yeah, like, when, and it was just, I keep talking about Blood Red Sky. I mean, it's a good movie. If you haven't yeah. watched it, I would definitely recommend it. But there's this thing about, I don't know, that I kind of, a, a thing that I associate with uh, vampires is, like, I don't know if it's a sense of hopelessness. Like, when you're going up against vampires, like, it's a very, like, okay, there's no way that they're going to survive this. How are they going to survive this? Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's terrifying in the aspect of, like, nobody should survive vampire attacks. Like, I mean, if you can get away with it, which is fine, which is like Lost Boys, that, the way they did that, like, I can, that makes sense. I could. See that, but it's also the 80s, and as scary as those vampires were, to where like you know they had the fangs, they their faces changed shape, yeah, they um, got like bat like features and their yeah, nose and stuff, which is is creepy. Um, there's just so many different facets about it that I like, but I don't like at the same time. Where it's like you know, 30 Days a Night, the I don't know what the guy's name is, but the the main vampire that like I'm looking at a mm-hmm. picture of him right now. It's always, he's creepy anyway. Right. I didn't <laughs> I realize that movie his name, but yeah, I can't either. I didn't, I forgot that that movie is also based on a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. It's a comic book adaptation. I didn't know that at first mm-hmm. either. Um, but man, there's just like something about being chased by vampires and like, it just seems hopeless to, you know, try to get away. His name is yeah, Danny Houston. Houston. Yeah. I've always liked him. He's he's always the perfect dickhead that you love to hate. <laughs> well, 
I mean, and you want to talk about, you know, the different vampire movies, and I'll just talk about some of my favorite ones, um, you know, cast-wise. Like, if you talk about Bram Stoker's and, like, you know, directed by Francis Ford Coppola, that's a huge-ass name. But, you know, the cast list on that, and it's it's, it's only two hours, but that feels like a three-hour watch. It's very Um, (laughs) drawn out. Yeah. And, yeah, like I said, I want to watch it again. It's just finding the time to do it. But, mm-hmm. I, I mean, everything I saw about it, I loved. The atmosphere of that movie is fantastic. Like we talked oh, about so earlier, the, the recreation of the scene in Dracula's, like, drawing room or whatever when he's having him drink the blood and stuff. Like, it's so creepy, and that makeup is incredible on And Gary what they Wolfman. do with the shadows. Like, I'm looking at yeah. this picture right here where, they're, like, he's standing there, but his shadow's doing something in the background. Mm-hmm. It always makes me think of the, uh, the Simpsons spoof. When they did Bart Simpson's Dracula and Burns is over here and his shadow's like doing a yo-yo. Oh, man. <laughs> and then yeah. he comes back. So with that, though, um, talking about the cast, Gary Oldman, Winona Ryder, Anthony Hopkins, Keanu Reeves, Richard E. Grant, Carrie Elwes, Billy Campbell, Tom Waits, Monica Bellucci, and Sadie Frost. Like, that's, that's pretty that's stacked. A, that's a pretty stacked list. Um, that's a blockbuster movie now. It, like, yeah. especially with Winona Ryder's resurgence in Stranger Things like yeah, yeah that brought, kind of brought her back another <laughs> another um, one that I recently watched um, I think it was recommended because um, I hadn't seen it yet was Near Dark from 1987 if you mm. haven't seen that one that one's that's a movie uh, yeah I've heard that's good it is good I mean it's uh, Adrian Pazdar which I don't know who that is Jenny Wright Lance Henriksen which is when you have Lance Hendrickson, Bill Paxton, Jeanette Goldstein, like those are, you know, 80s yeah. horror staples. Um, you, to do uh, one, uh, what is it? What We Do in the Shadows from 2014, which was one I was thinking about covering. Mm-hmm. Like that one uh, is number seven on their top 25 list of vampire movies. And um, I don't know if I would have put it up that high, but it is really good. I would say, I mean, it's such a an iconic movie now, especially like now that it's gotten its own show mm-hmm. and, and it's just kind of got this resurgence and it's what's tough. Like doing my list last night is like, I really feel like I haven't watched nearly as many vampire-esque movies as I thought I did. Right. But the ones I've seen, I like, but mm-hmm. I also don't feel the need to seek them out. Sure. Like the good thing about Twilight is that it got, you know, young girls and younger people into the genre. It's one of those they we talked about. Yeah, it. that overly romanticized though, and that's yeah. the thing that sucks because, like the like, it's basically like a Disney. I wouldn't even say maybe not Disney. Um, it's like uh, an after school special version. If you were to hmm. take like if you were to water down, and I mean really, really water down uh, Underworld. Yeah, which is another movie that's not on. I didn't see on either of our lists that you know. Yeah, was I've also seen pretty... it, but I never really cared for it. But it, what's cool about a Twilight is that it's kind of that gateway drug, if you will. Like you know, we had things like Hocus Pocus, Nightmare Before Christmas, Casper, sure, sure. Uh, to get us into horror. And Twilight was the next generation's gateway into horror. And I think that in and of itself is why I wanted to put it on the list because it is important whether it, it worked all the way or not no to, but to do that i you know and part of me thinks too like if it wasn't for some of the hokey acting mm-hmm. kristen stewart if it wasn't so much um like if you didn't have the like if you didn't have her you know overacting and the fact that the vampire's you know, shined in the light or sparkled in the light. Mm-hmm. You take those two things away, and I'm not saying it's a good movie, but I'm saying that you're taking some of the ammunition away from people that talk shit about it. Yeah. And it's like, is it... I don't care for it because it is over the top for me. Sure. But I don't hate it the same way that people are like, oh, I hate Twilight, or I hate Nickelback, or I hate, you know... I used to like it's, Nickelback. Well, the thing when is, they started, yeah. now they're a little too commercial. Well, then, that, yeah. I like when exa- they were angry. <laughs> um, but, like, people will hate on things because it's the cool thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it doesn't deserve it. 
So don't sure. come at me. I'm, I'm not even afraid of saying something controversial on the show just mm. because of the, in that aspect, because of the fact that like, we'll be like, Hey, do you like this movie? Tell me about it. Mm. And then we won't hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, we're not like, That's unless fair. we, you know, we're not going to get an email being like, Oh my God, you guys like Twilight. I'm not listening to the show anymore. First of all, nobody said they liked it. <laughs> Justin's never, never seen, seen it, it. <laughs> and I said I didn't like it. And that's saying, and that's what I was trying to say earlier. It's like it's not like I'm not watching it because I have something against it. It's just I know that that's not a movie for me. Well, I like. And, I mean, they do a lot of lore stuff with it. Like they use like ancient, lore, like not ancient lore, but you know, kind of like with. Um, I wouldn't say paganism, but like, you know, like with uh, werewolves and they made it kind of like a Native American thing with, mm. you know, their kind of um, lore. Not, yeah. I don't know if I like it used the way it was used in the movie, but like that kind of stuff doesn't usually bother me either. That's a clever um, idea though. Yeah. Um, but continuing on, like if, like D- from Dust Till Dawn is another one of my favorites. You want to talk mm-hmm. about a stacked cast. Yeah. Um, you have Harvey Keitel. I mean, directed by Robert Rodriguez, mm-hmm. and apparently it's streaming on HBO Max. So if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, Juliette Lewis, Quentin Tarantino, Ernest Liu, the very, very pretty Salma Hayek, mm-hmm. Cheech Marin, Danny Trejo, Tom Savini, Fred Williamson, Michael Parks, John Saxon, and John Hawks. Mm. Like it's yeah. just a, a horror and Hollywood dream. <laughs> Met- yeah. And it's so strange, and it's such a weird... Like, I hadn't seen it all the way through for years, and I watched mm-hmm. it a couple years ago. It's just... It's awesome. It's... I'm a Tarantino fan. I think I've said it at least twice already. Yeah. And it's it's so him. I think he co-wrote it or something. I believe so, too, because leave it to him to... to um, put himself in the scene where he's basically drinking tequila off of the foot of Selma Hayek. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I mean, it's like, <laughs> I mean, like celebrity crushes, we all have them. Uh, Salma Hayek has been one of mine for a very long time, and That's so fair. like, if you're the director, and you know, this is kind of like at that the height, mm-hmm. and then so it's like, okay, I'm gonna put this woman in here, She's gorgeous. I already have a thing for feet. What am I gonna do? I'm gonna put those feet in my mouth, and I'm gonna drink yeah. booze off of them. Like yeah. the, the nothing says Tarantino to me more than that. Oh yeah, like, I mean, in, in any real scenario, she would have done that to Clooney because he's <laughs> the pretty boy. Like, <laughs> oh, and don't but give me... to, to seduce the do- you know the dopey, creepy guy, I guess that would work. Yeah, as but well. he's also would probably be the weak willed one, as we see later on. Like he's, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't, I, I don't know how I feel about George Clooney because I like him in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love George Clooney. I mean. Batman and Robin aside, he's amazing. There, he has movies like the Ocean's movies. Yeah, the American is fantastic. It's so weird to see him in this, like, because I mean, you know, he's out there. You know, got the you know, obviously giant fake tattoos. Mm. There, there's a coolness to him in this movie that I'm. I can't picture anybody else doing that role. You know, delivering it the way that he did it in that movie. But for some reason, I don't know. I'm I. I don't know why I'm not a big George Clooney fan. I, I don't, don't have either. a reason. I don't have a reason. I I, I don't get it because I mean I I love him. Like Up in the Air is fantastic. Oh Brother Where Art Thou was amazing. Right. Like, well, it's also when I have irrational reason like unreasons. Sure. Like I put them out there, and then you can tell me why. Like why do I think that way? <laughs> um. Let's see, what else do we have? But, but uh, the vampires in that are really cool. The look of them is cool. They give them the bat faces. Each of oh, them yeah. kind of has their own distinct bat face or mm-hmm. demon-y looking face. The green blood was really cool and apparently was a workaround for the the ratings board so they wouldn't oh. get an X because they had just this copious amount of blood, but they turned <laughs> it green. It wasn't red, so they couldn't get uh, dinged with an X rating. That's fair. Oh, wow. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Um, the Fright Nights. I I actually like both versions. Have you seen either of no. those? Um, Colin Farrell and um, what the fuck is that guy's name in the original? I don't know. 
I'm gonna look it up. It bugs me, but Colin Farrell, okay. you know, plays the vamp the vampire in um, the remake, mm-hmm. and then you have, um, son of a bitch, Chris Sarandon. I don't know. I was never gonna get there. No, I was never gonna get there. But he played um, the vampire in the original, and if you haven't seen him, I definitely recommend watching it because in that one you do have um, Chris Sarandon. Um, there was another, what's Roddy McDowell, who does a pretty good job as the Peter Vincent. But yeah, no, they're just, they're fun. Um, they did kind of go, I don't know, it kind of felt darker in the remake, but that was in 2011. I don't think I've seen it in 10 years. Okay. Um, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, even that for 92 is stacked. Oh, with, yeah. You, like, we've, if you haven't listened to that one, I that was one of my picks earlier on. That's a, it's a fun one. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. I never watched the show, and obviously this predates that and is, you know, virtually unrelated in every way. Mm-hmm. But it was a fun movie, you know. What was it was um it wasn't Alan Cummings, it was Pee Wee, right? Paul Rubens. Yeah, Paul Rubens. Paul yeah, Rubens. They, they're so similar, I get them mixed up sometimes. But yeah, Paul Rubens was fantastic. Uh, it, you know, it was a lot funner than I thought it would be. When you picked it, I was like, eh, okay. But even my wife got excited because it was a movie that she grew up with. But right. one of my favorite vampire movies of late that I don't know if you've watched it yet, but if you haven't, you should, is Let the Right One In. So that one, the original, I believe, uh, the foreign mm-hmm. version, is yeah. on that list of top 25. Yeah. Um, no, I haven't seen it. Every time I see it, like like mentioned i'm like man i do need to watch that you really do the swedish version i believe is on hulu and then there's mm-hmm. let me in from 2010 which is the american version with chloe grace moritz uh I th- right i don't remember where that's streaming but i think they're both out somewhere they're fantastic and they're virtually shot for shot if you have a chance to watch them both do it i like the swedish version a little bit better because they the ending is better mm-hmm. just and literally, it's just because of the lighting. Oh. I don't want to give anything away uh, yeah. because the ending makes the movie, but there's a scene in a pool at the end that is gruesome and horrible, and the American version is so dark that you can't really see what's going on, oh. whereas the Swedish version is light, and you can see the carnage a lot okay. better, and it's a lot more disturbing. But so they're both it- great. It does say that the Swedish version, it from two thousand eight, is streaming on Hulu, and then something called Canopy. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I is. just saw it like last night. I was looking through horror movies on different platforms to watch this weekend, and saw it was still on there. It it oh, is yeah. fantastic. Obviously, it's Swedish. I believe there's some subtitles in there. I don't remember. Right, it, that doesn't know, bother me though. It's this boy that gets bullied. Uh, he's in this huge. You know, apartment complex. It kind of looks like the the Candyman apartments, but not quite as big and ominous. But it's like one of those big buildings with like a park outside. Mm-hmm. You know, and then this young vampire girl moves in, and they slowly become friends and connect. And it's it's a really taunting, sweet movie. Like you care about the kids and the you know the kid getting bullied and shit. Mm-hmm. And then the vampire stuff comes out and you see, you know, her eating people and she has this older man that's like her handler who's trying to protect her and keep her fed. Kind of her uh, Renfield, if you will, but not quite as like possessed. Sure. And it's just really interesting. And then when things happen to him, you know, how her fight for survival changes and you know she attaches more to the boy and stuff it, it is so good it might be hmm. my favorite vampire movie ever wow i'll have to check that out um i'm scrolling because i'm so i'm scrolling through right now and i you know just googled vampire movies um yeah i did that last night <laughs> <laughs> and so i'm looking at them right and so one of the ones i haven't we haven't talked about yet that i am um, i recently watched uh, day shift on netflix hmm. um it's uh jamie fox don't let the fact that if you look at the, you know, you click on the movie or whatever, you look at the poster. Yeah. The poster and, looked weird. And <laughs> so the hokey. thing, well, this, you know, you're like, okay, Snoop Dogg's in this movie. Strike don't, one. Yeah. See, <laughs> we've got, we've been through the strikes and yeah. <laughs> don't let that detract you from watching it. The way, 
Uh, let's see. Hold on. The so the synopsis, like the like the plot of the movie, um, is a hardworking blue collar dad just wants to provide a good life for his quick witted ten year old daughter. His mundane San Fernando Valley pool cleaning job is a front for his real source of income, hunting and killing vampires. And so the thing with that is, is like they work for basically, it's like a union, and they have this giant, you know, kind of Kingsman esque secret location like where like headquarters you know behind mm-hmm. a laundromat where like um you know you basically you work day shifts and you work night shifts you know if you want to be a successful hunter nobody wants to work the day shift obviously and sure. so like when you kill vampires they you know will extract their teeth and then you can sell them to like pawn brokers and you know they'll give you x amount of money depending on their age and you know value or whatnot obviously the more you'll make more money through the union i it's it it's don't let the 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 cover fool you it i'd i'd rate it like a seven out of ten like it's you know it's a fun watch there's nothing sure snoop's hokey but he's not even hokey in the movie like i had no issue with his participation in it um so while we're talking about some of those, so some of the, like, I'm scrolling through these and I'm like, okay, yes, seen some of these. So one of the movies that was pretty big in my life also, and cause it was huge, 2002 is uh queen of the damned. Hmm. That was a very, that was I kind of like a, that was just everywhere. I never yeah. watched it, but it was one of those where it was just like, it's, it was like the twilight before twilight. It. Like it was, you know, it like the vampires were creepy. It was sexy, you know. It had a fucking banging soundtrack. Um, but I like it when they take stuff like that. Like even Daybreakers. Um, like when you add things, like it doesn't always work. But you know, like with Day Shift and some of these other ones, where like you kind of tweak the traditional narrative, and you know, I I enjoy it. Did you ever see Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? No, a buddy of mine did and said he had a lot of fun with it, but it just seemed a little too corny to me at the time to actually give it a try. I love alternate history stuff. I'm sure I've talked about it before. I like it yeah. when they take something that's rooted in reality mm-hmm. and play with it. You know what I mean? Like I believe that the guy who um, wrote this, who wrote the book, um, it was written by. I'm not sure. Well, the movie was produced by Tim Burton, which is, I didn't realize that. Um, but yeah, when you take, you know, something as fantastical as a, as a, a vampires, and then you're like, oh, you know, Abraham Lincoln is a vampire hunter on, on the side. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay. Um, he wrote another book that was, I don't think, it wasn't World War Z. I believe that was Mel Brooks's son. But there was another book that he had uh, written that was similar in that vein. Um Monster Squad's another one that was I'm huge in my. I bring that up earlier. Earlier, Monster <laughs> Squad. Um, I want to say Once Bitten with Jim Carrey. Mm. Like that's old. I love that movie. That movie's that movie's uh, funny. You know, you got um. Oh my God, my daughter. You know, John Carpenter's Vampires, which is all right. Um, Dracula Untold. I really wanted that to be better. Like I was really I heard hoping nothing that nothing w- but meh about that, so I never watched it. Dracula 2000 was another fun one back in you know 2000. <laughs> uh, Gerard Butler as uh, Dracula. That seems like a good. Well, it sounds like a typical casting of the early 2000s. Yeah, but he shoving he, he us really... down his throat, but <laughs> and vice he versa. Does a, he does a really decent job of doing the the sexy, seductive dracula mm-hmm. thing though you know so that works um priest that was all right mm. i yep. loved daybreakers i, yeah, I started I watching too. it the other night and it was just a little too intense for that late at night so i stopped but it's such oh, a great cast you get scared no it was just gross like there's oh. just so much <laughs> bloodletting and whatnot it's just like mm-hmm. i don't feel like watching this right now but i mean ethan hawk and willem dafoe 
and yeah. Sam Neill. Like it's such a, and it's a cool idea. I mean, vampires have essentially taken over the world. There's this virus that turns a bunch of people into vampires and they borrow a page from the Blade Trinity book and have, you know, blood farms and stuff like that. And it's just, it's a cool idea and it's done really well. I remember loving it when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on HBO Max if you want to give it a try, but it's just a fun idea of like, oh, vampires are taking over and now it's like a a corporation and, you know, it, it's it's an interesting twist on something that's been around for over 100 years. Gotcha. So I, I finally found it. I looked it up. So uh, the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter was written by Seth Graham Smith. And the other book that he did was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, did you ever see What About Vampire's Assistant with uh, John C. Riley? No. It's it's a fun... Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it was that good old Nightwatch. Yeah, Nightwatch. I remember I remember watching that. Uh, Timur Bekmambetov. Bekmambetov. Yeah, that was a, that's a tough one to pronounce for myself. But it... Uh, where's he's Russian? Yeah, it's like a. If you never, I, I can't explain it. It's been such a long time I've saw it, but they, there was a Night Watch and a Day Watch movie. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. You got anything else that you uh, vampireish uh, vampires that you want to? No, I think we've scraped up? the bottom of the well. I. Uh, well, we, I mean, like if we want to talk it's... about the Lost Boy sequels, then we can scrape the bottom of the well. <laughs> That's fair. I forgot that they existed. Until you know, the second now. one was horrible. I don't remember the third one being that bad. Like, if I had to rate them, I think it was one, three, two. Mm-hmm. But they did a weird thing with that one, too. I remember, like, oh, what was it? The guy was, like, obviously vampires can't be out at night. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would drive during the day, but, like, the, all the windows were blacked out, and he was, like, like the inside of his monitor was, like, or it was, like, a monitor inside the mm-hmm. car to where he could see. Um, I think that like looking through all of these, like one of the movies that I've never seen that I kind of um, regret not watching to be able to talk about, I think is uh, Tales from the Crypt uh, Bordello of Blood. I own it, but I've never seen it. Hmm. I've heard of it, but yeah, I've never watched that one either. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a great subgenre of horror. There's a lot, obviously, that you can do with it from glimmering in the sunlight vampires to <laughs> monsters in the shadows with bald heads and blue skin. Mm-hmm. It's fun. You know, like I said, it's, it's not my favorite subgenre. This episode hasn't made it my any favorite subgenre, but it's always interesting to see what new things can be brought to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's, what's fun. Just even looking through our lists is like, you can do gringy punk ones and you can do, you know, aristocratic, you know, frou-frou ones that are just as cool and scary. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. We didn't even talk about, like, all the fun, like, not scary, you know, like your Hotel Transylvanias and... Yeah, I've um, never seen that one. You know, oh, I I have all three. They're 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 fun. My mm-hmm. daughter loves them. But, you know, you, your Dark Shadows remakes and mm-hmm. all the other little not so scary your morbius is of it all god i saw that was on netflix and i was like do i want to that was quick no but i might we'll see yeah the uh, dracula dead and loving it yeah do you ever know about that (laughs) leslie nielsen but yeah we'll go ahead we can we'll stop beating the undead horse and get out of here um so for our next episode Mm-hmm. Justin, yes, um, we are going to cover the 1958 horror of Dracula, the debut of Christopher Christopher Lee as um, Dracula. You have Peter Cushing as the Van Helsing. Um, I'm excited to see him in something that isn't Star Wars because I've never seen any of these. So yeah, I watched uh, the horror of Dracula um, like two weeks ago or mm-hmm. so um is if there's one thing i love about that movie it's definitely the atmosphere you know the sets are amazing like it just it it's like it, you know obviously of that time you know similar yeah. to like um 
was a bad seed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just it looks like you're watching a play, hmm. kind of. Interesting. Well, I'm definitely excited to see that one. Yeah, it'll be fun. I agree with you. Good. Let's get the heck out of here before Alrighty. we waste any more well, time. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for uh, hanging out with us as always, endearing our unscripted slog of uh, vampire treats. Mm-hmm. Um, you do you guys like vampire movies? You know, you got hot takes. You know, let us know. Um, yeah. You can favorites, hit us up. least favorites. Yeah, you can hit us up on Facebook at Pod and Gore Podcast. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Gore underscore Pod. Um, you, we're on the Slasher app. Pod and Gore Podcast. You can email us at gore, uh, pod and gore at gmail.com. Um, yeah, you like if you, depending on how you guys listen to us, if you guys listen to us like through, if you have the Anchor app, which is where our site, it's like, it's what hosts us. And like mm-hmm. we've said before, back when we had the ads, um, you know, it is, it's a, it's a great app for all that, but there is a, a, an ability on there to where you can record voice messages, like as you heard on our 100th episode. Yeah. So that's another option. If you guys want to send in an audio message, we will put that into the episode the same way as we did with um, our um, 100th episode and yeah. you know all the people who graciously send in their voice messages. Um yeah. You you put it in you you send it to us we'll put it in the episode we'll respond to it in real time um, yeah. it's just another fun way to you know interact we're definitely not a big podcast so <laughs> like if there's one thing that I love about listening to them is feeling connected to it like when you yeah. know, you hear something you you wrote being read or you hear your voice it's a crazy thing and so um, hit us up let us know what your thoughts are um, on the topic or anything in general. I mean, we're pretty loose. Um, But yeah, there's lots of ways to get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. Indeed. Until then, we've been your hosts. My name is Brandon. And my name is Justin. We'll see you guys next episode with The Horror of Dracula. Woot woot. Bye. You gonna say goodbye? God, what the? God, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hey, see, getting fucking stalled up for a second happens to everybody, doesn't it? I wasn't sure how how much more uh, meandering you were gonna do there. It's but, not meandering. Uh, this is just soliciting fucking something. Okay. <laughs> well, with that, bye. Bye. <laughs> fucking start. <laughs>